All Indiana Politics is your premier source for Indiana politics. Focusing on issues that matter to you. I still want us to be the best in the Midwest. We can't afford another lockdown. Give the citizens of this country the relief they need. Education in the state of Indiana remains priority number one. In-depth nonpartisan coverage. We don't know exactly where the economy will be in January. People are worried with good reason. Exclusive interviews with Indiana's political leaders. We have the resources here in the state of Indiana to care for those who are in need. Expert analysis on critical legislation. We need to reform those laws. This recovery is going to take some time. We've got to anticipate that there'll be a budget shortfall. From Wish TV, this is All Indiana Politics Podcast on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of All Indiana Politics. I'm Phil Sanchez. Let's get right to it this morning. And the president's major announcement on student loan debt. You've heard the plan by now, up to $10,000 forgiven for those making $125,000 per year. It climbs to thir- uh, 20000 for those with Pell Grants. Now, we want to show you the Indiana numbers right now. 906,000 Hoosiers have student loans. That's one out of every eight people in the state. The average debt, more than $32,000. Total student debt in Indiana, nearly $30 billion. We have reaction now to the president's plan this morning from two members of Indiana's congressional delegation. I think every student, quite frankly, regardless of their ethnicity, their race, their background, uh, where they come from, should have an opportunity to pursue affordable higher education. And this measure is monumental for, you know, middle class families, hardworking Hoosiers and Americans who deserve some relief. There has never been, there has never been Uh, as bold a measure to ease the burden of student loans. I think this is bad fiscal policy. It's blatantly unfair to the vast majority of the American people. And honestly, at this point, I'm not sure sure it's actually totally legal for the president to unilaterally do this with a uh, executive order without congressional action. So my initial response is very negative. I think it's a blatant attempt to buy voters Uh, before a midterm election for which right now it looks like the Democrats are in big trouble. This fundamental question of fairness always comes up, Uh, but I think what it's important to note that uh, this is so important for for Hoosier families and uh, it will have a, a profound impact on millions of families, but it's just a start. Um, I think that for those who have their, those concerns, I think we have to look at ways in which our taxpayer dollars are being used. Student loan debt is a problem in the United States. We all know that. But forgiving debt on the back end is not the solution. The solution is to get the cost of higher education down. You know, as the federal government has gotten involved in paying for higher education, universities and colleges have just continued to raise their tuition because there's a basically bottomless pit of money available um, for them to uh, get from the federal government through the student. We're going to talk much more about the student loans here in just a few moments, but now we want to turn to Indiana's second congressional district. Republicans have officially chosen uh, Rudy Yakum to replace Jackie Verlorsky on the November ballot. Yakum is a former campaign finance director for the Congresswoman. He beat a field of 13 other candidates at the GOP caucus with only one round of voting. Gas prices are going up, commodity prices are going up, groceries are going up, it's becoming too much for many families to bear. We know what caused it, and it's one thing, 
It's not the America first agenda. It's the America last agenda. And let's welcome in Democrat Paul Sturey, who is the party's candidate to replace Representative Jackie Walorski following her death in a car crash. Paul, good to see you. Nice to meet you. You've spent most of your career in education. So I have to ask, why get involved in politics now? And do you think you have a shot at winning this race? Um, I'll answer the last question you had there. And yes, I do, just because I'm going out and about and meeting all sorts of people both urban and rural. And my main goal is just to meet as many people as possible before November 8th. For folks at home who maybe don't know you very well, who's Paul Sturey? I'm an educator for educators, and I'd like to lift up teachers. I'm a worker for workers, and AFL-CIO has endorsed me because I've worked in industry. I'm an environmental uh, educator for the the environment and I'd love us to have the environment higher up as a priority and then I'd love to have health care for everyone because you shouldn't have to worry about taking care of your body it's our job to make sure everyone is healthy you spent 30 years in education the Biden administration as you very well know announced the student loan forgiveness act last week Republicans say it will increase inflation some Democrats say it doesn't go far enough your thoughts I'm I'm happy. I have a kid in college, and actually that kid is out at U University of California at Berkeley. Great school, fantastic. I love what he's doing. He's going into uh, uh, biochemical engineering with an emphasis in CRISPR technology, but because we're out of state, it costs quite a bit, and so he has student loans. And to help him change the world and change the future, it'd be great for him to have some of this leverage to help his schooling be easier and for the entire country this would benefit the uh, economy i think greatly because uh students or alumni that actually have all this this um debt student loan debt they have to they have to pay it back and if they have a uh, debt relief, then they can start paying for other things in their lives, like solar panels or electric vehicles or whatever, or a new house or something like that, instead of just having to pay back student loans. What do you say, Paul, to the to the person who maybe didn't go to college because it was too expensive, didn't want to take out student loans, making you know 50, 60 grand a year, and now they have to their tax dollars are going to pay for somebody else who went to college and is making a heck of a lot more than them. Do we know, because I don't actually don't know, do we know how much that would be per household or per? It's a, it's, per yeah, it's, it's, it's up to $20,000 for anybody making less than 125 grand a year. No, I'm, I'm actually asking what is the taxation rate for that individual to pay, help pay off all these student loans? How much, so, how much of their, their money, how much of their taxes are going towards it is what you're asking? Correct. If we have 350 million people right. in the United States, how much of that is going to go to help this tax relief? Yeah, I'm not an economist, so 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 we'd yeah. have to get somebody else. And I, I I I was told there wouldn't be any math in journalism, so we'll have to get somebody else in there. But but it is. I mean, I think it is a fair question that because everybody does pay taxes. Yeah, and actually, I, it's something that we all give money into to increase right. the, the, the greatness of our country basically. And so we, we pay into security reasons, we pay into roads, we pay into education. 
And this is part of that education. Got it. Do you think Democrats can keep control of the House, Paul? I think so. I know so. Because it's feeling really good. I think I think because of what our president is doing right now, there is a lot of great stuff that has happened that benefits the whole, not just some. That's what's great is he's working on helping out all people. And that's what I'm running for is actually to benefit the workers. And that's why I just FYI, I want to brag. <laughs> uh, AFL-CIO has actually uh, endorsed me and so has uh, the National Education Association. Paul, you're in politics now. I think it's okay to brag a little bit. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the name of the game. Well, Before I let you go, if, if, the, if Democrats do keep control of the House, should Nancy Pelosi remain as the speaker in your opinion, sir? Yeah, it's a good question. I do not know because I'd love to meet her and, and discuss her. I think she's done a lot of good stuff, but I think we should also allow others to also uh, have leadership because that's that's the name of the game in politics. Paul, good luck to you on the campaign trail, sir. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate this greatly. All right, coming up, we bring in Indiana's best political team to talk about the president's move to erase some student loan debt from the books next on All Indiana Politics. If you ever thought about starting a podcast of your own, All Indiana Podcast Network can help you get started. Here's your chance to talk about the things you love, history, hobbies, vacation and travel, investing, true crime, love and romance, furry friends, whatever you like. Share your stories and start a podcast today. All Indiana Podcast Network can help you create, produce, distribute, and promote your podcast. For more information, email contact at allindianapodcast.com. That's contact at allindianapodcast.com. Welcome back to All Indiana Politics as we welcome back Democrat Drew Anderson and Republican Ali Bartlett, two members of Indiana's best political team here at Wish TV. Good to see you both. Let's talk mm -hmm. about the president's student loan action this week. Drew, we'll start with you here. Uh, it took the yeah. president about a year and a half to get here, but he's followed through on one of his biggest campaign pledges. Uh, he did. And you know what? Uh, 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 Dark Brandon and uh, Democrats were on a roll here. And it's just because at the end of the day, it's another, what you just said, Phil, it's a promise kept by Democrats and the president and over 300,000 Hoosiers, and that includes the Republicans, are gonna see their student debt either erased or, or whittled down. And that's, that's, some, that's gonna allow some families to save for homes, buy some extra groceries, and really make ends meet. And Democrats are getting it done. Allie, your, your thoughts on this this past week? I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, if Democrats are getting it done, I want to know exactly who they're getting it done for, because I want to know what message we're sending to everyone who either, like me, sacrificed a lot to reduce or pay off their debt, and people who actively pursued other paths outside of a formal mm -hmm. education in order to avoid debt. And when I say that, I mean people who went to trade school, people who entered the military out of high school in order to avoid this kind of debt. Um, mm -hmm. Life is all about choices and people mm -hmm. had to make really hard choices and sacrifices to pay off their loans early. And now we're redistributing 
this wealth on the backs of hardworking Americans, and not only hardworking Americans in the middle class, but lower class and low-income people who are now going to have to pay back the loans of people making $125,000 a year who say that they can't pay back $10,000 in student loans. Mm -hmm. To me, I don't see the fairness here. I don't see why this is a win for anyone. Mm -hmm. I've had yeah, people on all sides it, tell Right, Drew, go ahead, get it. I know you really want to jump on this one. It's, yeah, we've heard no, it a couple no, no, of times I, here. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I mean, who it benefits is the 300,000 Hoosiers that I mentioned earlier. But also, at the end of the day, if we're going to talk about redistributing wealth and you know our tax and preserving taxpayer dollars, uh, why did rich Republicans ask for their PP loans to be forgiven, uh, and why didn't they pay that down? Why did yeah, we Republicans want to talk about the PPP loans that were forgiven? They did that because the government shut their businesses down. Uh, and at the end of the day, Republicans gave all the rich folks and big corporations a big old tax cut and stiffed it to taxpayers too, and that was a trillion, two trillion dollar, uh, you know, paid uh, uh, bill as well. So at the end of the day. Uh, I actually, believe it or not, I agree with, uh, I think it was Bouchard that was on the show, Phil, about yes. how we need to also talk about how we approach uh, this from the front end. And for me personally, I'm a 21st century scholar. Why aren't we expanding that to everyone? Yeah. Why aren't we expanding that to folks who are going to trade schools, beauty schools, stuff other than colleges and universities? I'd be for that. I know Democrats are for that. Republicans aren't. So at the end of the day, Ali, I love you, dude, but it just seems like y'all are talking in a partisan pretzel and Democrats are actually delivering here. I think what we have to do here is address this issue at the core. So you and I do agree on something. The issue has to be addressed <laughs> at the core. The issue is not resolved by putting this on the backs of taxpayers, just like everything else. And when we're talking about PPP loan forgiveness, we're talking mostly in Indiana, especially about small businesses that never wanted to close in the first place that were forced to shut down by the government. Trust me, those people would rather have been operating their businesses than having to close them and lose money only to have to loans Drew's forgiven. Point, though, Ali, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of exist. wealthy people did get those loans and they were forgiven. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just move Abby, on here quickly. Uh, I want to get your, we have a lot to okay. talk about. So um, yep. I want to get to this tweet by, by Republican uh, Jim Banks. Okay, so you see it here. He says, uh, student loan forgiveness undermines one of our military's greatest recruitment tools at a time of dangerously low enlistments. Uh, Ali, is this really the right attack on this plan? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I think it's a valid attack on this plan because, like I said, there are a lot of people who went into the military out of high school in an effort to avoid having college debts who could then use the GI Bill to go back to college for free when they exited the military. I mean, that's such an honorable thing to do. And now we're saying that you can just have $10,000 if you make hundred twenty-five grand a year forgiven willy-nilly. Now, is that mm -hmm. the only reason why this is a bad plan? Absolutely not. There's a million reasons why this is a bad idea. There's a million reasons why this is irresponsible, but does it impact military yeah. recruitment? Drew, you know what? I think there, there were a lot of arguments that could have been made here, and it was kind of odd that he went there, no? It, it was odd because at the end of the day... to connect it to his own personal military experience, and that was the tie-in for him. Got it. Um, Drew, go ahead. Respond. I, can't read his mind, I mean, but... I, mean I, think at, I think at the end of the day, people enlist because they love our country. And, uh, you know, some people, yeah, sure, enlist because they want to have that ticket to college, too. But it, it shouldn't, you know, for a lot of folks, it's about, you know, protecting our freedoms of our nation, not, you know, that that immediate, like, you know, sprint towards a college. And everyone knows that. And I thought at the end of the day, uh, Jim Banks, it was a pretty, pretty, you know, lame uh, uh, take 
when it comes to uh, the student debt, because again, when we're talking about who's actually asking, you know, who's trying to help out everyday Hoosiers, who's trying to help out the special interest, you know, Democrats are helping the everyday folks and those special interests, you know, Greg Pence is one of them, Jim Lucas is one of one, one of them. They wanted their, their loans to be forgiven, you know, no questions asked and the government had no problem with it and neither did Republicans. So right. if we're because really going to have this conversation, by the government. If, we're, if we're really gonna have, oh, so you're blaming Governor Holcomb too, Allie? Cause that's I'm what, blaming that's what Holcomb the government did. that shut down governor businesses. That's that, all so I'm going to say on that topic. Governor, but, but if people have their businesses the shut down, they have to have a way to function. So you're criticizing governor And I would governor say a person Holcomb. making $125,000 a year is not the everyday Hoosier. All right, well, we have a lot more to get to. I know you guys are going to be with us on the other side of the break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome back to All Indiana Politics as we welcome back Drew and Allie. Friday, as you guys very well know, we saw the FBI affidavit justify the search at Mar-a-Lago. Drew, let's get your response on this. I mean, President Trump literally keeps showing Americans that he believes that the law doesn't apply to him when it actually does. And here's the sad part. He is putting our national security in jeopardy, and he literally <laughs> is going to tarnish relationships across the globe. And it was because he wanted to put himself before our country. And that's just not who we are as Americans. And I really wish Republicans would step up and say the same thing. Allie? You know, I think this is an interesting case because I feel like we just continue the witch hunt here no matter what happens. Oh and we're continuing God. to keep the spotlight on Trump every opportunity we get. We're making him more famous with every single news story. If we took the time to do these types of searches of every former president, every former uh, politician, I'm sure that a lot would come up that we're being treated improperly. Not everyone is doing the right thing all the time. I think it's just we're going to facilitate well, new cycle on Donald Trump until he dies. Well, I mean, I don't, this doesn't happen all the time, Allie, come on. I mean, if we had taken the effort to to search Hillary Clinton in the same way that they put into Donald Trump, I think we would find a lot. I think it's been really interesting to see what's come out about the special treatment that was given to Hunter Biden's laptop and all of the similar things that have come out about the treatment of the investigations into Hillary Clinton went over and over again. Time and time again, there have been things that come up in those searches when very little comes up on the other side and it still continues to be the focus. Drew, over is this going to hurt Republicans in the, the midterms? No, I mean it's I don't already think hurt this Republicans. Anyone from voting for Republicans? Drew, I mean it's already it's already hurt Republicans because not only do Republicans want to criminalize abortion access, they are now telling Americans that their party, they are above the law, and for the party of so-called law and order, that literally is setting an un-American un precedent. So, uh, Democrats, like like I've been saying earlier, we're delivering on those kitchen table issues, and the Republicans, they could you know, abide by the Donald Trump uh, uh, reality TV show that's about to get canceled. Allie? Republicans have never said that they're above the law on this. Literally, Trump to is saying by that. The law. Donald Trump is saying that, dude. <laughs> Jeez. All we wanted was a release of the affidavit. What we got was a very limited release of the, the affidavit. And it's been so difficult to even see what they were after. But, but it always, but Ali, to be fair, Ali, it always seems like there's always something there with this former president. Always mm -hmm. something. No? 
Yep. It seems like there's always something there with Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden oh. too, but we don't focus on those things. It's Literally, James Comey. On, on President Comey. Trump. I don't disagree. It's easy to focus on him, and I'm not saying that he's some sort of person that we should be protecting. We shouldn't be protecting any of these. Right. Literally, James Comey said that Hillary Clinton had no wrongdoing, and that was a week before the election and the election happened what's happened since to donald trump since he's taken office all right well listen i got 30 seconds left so ali uh quickly does this make it harder or easier for mike pence to run here in a couple of years (laughs) um i think that it probably doesn't change much i think that people that are supporters of president trump on the right and people on the left that support donald trump because there were democrats that voted for donald trump are going to continue to support donald trump i don't think the continuous drew your turn is this going to hurt pence do anything Pence is a nobody. Okay, we'll leave it there. Guys, good to see you. Spirited debate as always. Love the conversation. We'll talk soon. And all Indiana politics will be right back after the break. All right, thank you for joining us for All Indiana Politics this week. We'll be back here next Sunday morning at 9.30. You can also find our brand new All Indiana Politics podcast. It's part of the All Indiana Podcast Network over at wishtv.com. Have a great rest of your weekend. From Wish TV, this is All Indiana Politics Podcast on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Watch All Indiana Politics live Sunday mornings at 930 on Wish TV and at wishtv.com. Subscribe to this podcast and listen weekly here on the All Indiana Podcast Network. And be sure to discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.